You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Happy Friday. Thank goodness it's Friday. Welcome on to the SB Nation NFL show. Welcome to TG. I football a reminder that this show is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer for when you sign up. It is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. As noted, this is the SB Nation NFL show. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. You can also watch us on the SB Nation NFL YouTube channel when I say us. My name is RJ Ochoa from SB Nation's Blog of the Boys. Steven Serta from SB Nation's Arrowhead of Pride is here. And finally, returning after a one-week absence from SB Nation's Bleeding Green Nation, it is Brandon Lee Gowton. Steven, I go to you first. Um, we had a good time last week, and now that vibe is ruined. We did have a good time last week. I felt like we had some great conversations about uh, teams that we like and teams that we hate across the NFL. Those are always my favorite conversations. Just totally pancake teams that I dislike. Love doing that. Yeah, and then we had some good like follow through. Like I ended up watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three that night, and then we were talking about that over the weekend. So like it was just a good Stephen RJ kind of weekend. Uh, but Brandon, you're here to ruin that. That's right. Um, thank you for the warm <laughs> welcome back. Uh, it is nice to miss out on the pod doing it sometimes because then I get to look forward to listening to something as opposed to being part of it. So I did enjoy that part. Uh, I also in- was intrigued by Stephen's recommendation. Um, with the comics at the end there, but I have not had the time to check that out, but I I'm, I want to do that. Um, you were a little bit late listening to it. You fessed up to us. And that's okay. Like, we, you know, we're not mad about that or offended or anything like that. Uh, right. But last week, Stephen and I uh, discussed teams and their various over-unders uh, as far as projected win totals this season, according to our friends at Drafting and Sportsbook. And you liked the idea so much and felt so guilty for missing the episode that you said, let's just do it again so that I can pretend that I was a part of the original. Um, so that's what we're going to do, uh, especially because, Stephen, you enjoy talking about teams that you like and teams that you hate. Uh, so these win totals are taken as of last week. I don't know if any actually have changed over the course of the last seven days, uh, but just for full context, uh, these were as of Friday, August the 18th. Today is Friday, August the 25th. Um, the threshold to get into the conversation was you had to have at least nine and a half projected wins uh, again, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, and we're going to talk about whether we like that, um, whether we like one side of that or not. Um, Steven, do you think Brandon should go first or last because he was ab- absent last week? I think he should go first because he's he's eager to talk about it. He's the reason that we're going down this rabbit hole again. And so I'm on board with it. I think he should go first. OK, hey, well, Brandon, sh- you were really excited, Brandon, to talk about this and you were passionate about talking about the Steelers. Although, again, yeah. the threshold to get in was <laughs> nine and a half. Well, you didn't explain that part to me until just now. (laughs) You said you listened to the episode. I said that on the episode. I mean, look, I wasn't listening that closely. I mean, you know, I have it on while I'm doing other things. But uh, but I want to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they're kind of top of mind right now, especially after 
um, seeing what they did on Thursday night. I mean, the Kenny Pickett hype train is a real thing. It's also obviously attached to the George Pickens hype train. I mean, he's been awesome. He just makes an insane catch pretty much every game he plays in, at least one, if not multiple. And at eight and 8.5, eight and a half games here, I mean, like we talk about every year, this is not a team with a losing record since, what, 2003? Um, we're, we're on 20 years of this. And I just, I, I'm buying Kenny Pickett. He's looked great in the preseason. The Steelers' offenses look great. Uh, I think Kenny Pickett's going to be what Justin Fields, everyone wants him to be in terms of a quarterback who's going to make a leap. I think people are sleeping on Kenny Pickett and the Steelers' offense. Um, and again, George Pickens is a big part of that. But I, I'm buying uh, the, the Kenny Pickett hype. I'm buying the Steelers. I'm taking the over on this eight and a half. I think with the Steelers, like, yes, they look great in the preseason, but I'm not ready to overreact to preseason football because we do this every single year. There's always one of these teams that looks un- incredible and unstoppable and like they're ready to take the leap. And I think the Steelers are a team that can do that because the defense is going to be good as long as TJ Watt stays healthy, right? Like that was the big thing last year. Like the defense was good. Then TJ Watt got hurt and missed half the season and they struggled because TJ Watt is one of the best defense and most valuable defensive players in football. But the offense, it's like, yes, the offensive line seems like it's improved and last year it was really bad. So we'll see how that goes. And then I love George Pickens. I love the highlight catches and, and I love his, his body control and everything that he does. He's insane. He is a, a freak wide receiver, but I need to see him win in other ways this season because we always known he could do that. That's what he's always done. That's what he did in college. But can he actually create separation down the field? But it is encouraging to see Kenny Pickett just throwing it up to him and saying, I trust you to go get it because you catch everything. So I'm just going to put it up there. But it's a tough division. So I I still I I need to see it first from the Steelers before I'm confident that they can go out and win nine, ten games or something this season. Um, I did not expect there to be like one positive and one negative end of the spectrum here. Um, but that's, I guess what happened. I would take the over on this, like out of principle, like to BLG's point, like the over under is eight and a half. Like they don't like, they don't finish below 500. So like, again, like regardless mm-hmm. of Kenny Pickett, regardless of George Pickens, regardless of whether you do believe in the offensive line resurgence that they're hyping up, if you believe in the defense kind of staying true to form, uh, if you believe in them kind of being able to, to duke it out in the AFC North, like again, like, I, I hate to sound simplistic, but like it could be anybody. Like it, it could be anybody on this roster. As long as Mike Tomlin's the head coach, if the over-under is eight and a half, I would take the over just off of principle. But um, I do kind of buy the Kenny Pickett thing. But I was thinking about it. Um, like, where do we rank Kenny Pickett as far as AFC quarterbacks are concerned? Like right now. Like, so would you take him? definitely so ahead of him. I mean, everybody Mahomes. in his division. Well, right? I don't know like, if everyone. I don't think you're putting Deshaun Watson. I don't think Deshaun Watson I, definitely is above Kenny Pickett. I look, no, none of us are fans of Deshaun Watson, but like, if we're talking about who they are as football players right now, I'm like, am I willing to say like, it's, I'm not saying it's impossible that Kenny Pickett like goes supernova and is a better quarterback at the end of the season. But if I ranked them right now, I would rank Deshaun Watson ahead of Kenny Pickett. You can, but I don't think that's like a definite, I don't, I think it's debatable. I don't think it's so like, you can't, you can't put him over Joe Burrow. You can't put put him, I would say over Lamar at this point, but you could, I think you can put him over Deshaun. For the purposes of this conversation, let's say he's last in his own division. We're taking the entire AFC East over Kenny Pickett as far as quarterbacks are concerned. I would just based on Deshaun's body of work. Like, I, yeah, I, I agree. Like, right. I think there's a case for it right now, but his body of work and based on how bad the Steelers offense was last season, which it was one of the worst in football. Um, I, I think he has to be last of that division at least. So he's last there. We're taking the whole AFC East. Um, we're taking 
the whole AFC West outside of Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, I'm, I'm like if you're taking Kenny Pickett over Russell Wilson right now, you're being unfair. Like you're 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 not evaluating who they've been to this point. Like again, I'm I'm fine if you have stock in Kenny Pickett, but like to say he's better than Russell Wilson today. I mean, I'm not taking the whole AFC East over him. Why are we disagreeing to that? Why am I taking Mac Jones over Kenny Pickett? Well, you didn't say that. You didn't respond. That's why. I, I <laughs> well, assumed. that's why I was confused. Why you said that? I'm like, I'm not agreeing with that. No. Okay, so Mac Jones is the one. Then is that you'd put Kenny Pickett ahead of? In the AFC East. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think there's a conversation to be had about two. I think you can give two of the edge right now, but I think that's a conversation to be had. We're uh, having Josh the Allen. conversation. <laughs> yeah, Josh <laughs> so... Allen, you can't. And then who else is in the AFC East that I'm forgetting? Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. I mean, yeah, you have to give Rodgers the benefit of the doubt. But so, I mean, he's definitely, I think he's definitely ahead of Mac Jones, I would say. Yeah, fine. I would, so, I would agree with that. So th- we're through the North and the East, and we put him ahead of Mac Jones. We'd put him ahead of Jimmy Garoppolo if we include the West, but that's it yep. for now. And I mean, so, I would, I mean, I would put him ahead of Russ right now. I mean, Russ doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt after last year. Like that was a really bad season. He has to prove it. He has to reprove it. Um, Steven, I guess tie break us on Russ, please. I think I'd still put Russell over him. Um, uh, again, it's just, I, I got to see it from Kenny Pickett because that Steelers offense was hard to watch last season and they're well, certainly going to be better, but I would well, what was the Broncos offense then? It was, it was very rough, but uh, Russell's getting the Sean Payton bump because I think Sean Payton's <laughs> overrated, but he's at least going to make them functional offensively. I think it's possible, but I mean, I just, I, I think he was so bad to me that I almost need him to reprove it before I believe it. And it, and that's coming from someone who was a huge Russell Wilson believer up until last year. Um, okay. Yeah. Herbert, not, you're putting, not putting him ahead of Herbert, not putting him ahead of Mahomes. And then we already said Jimmy G. Yeah. So then so, that leaves the AFC South and we're putting south. Trevor Lawrence ahead of him. And if you want to say he's sure. ahead of the, the rookies, you know, everywhere else, that's fine. I mean, yeah, it's fair he right is. Now. I, yeah, he is. Yes. Oh, so he's ahead of the rookies, but Russell Wilson is definitely not ahead of him. Interesting. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. Okay. So there are five quarterbacks who we like right now with our voting democratic system, we agree we would take, you know, are below him. So he's what 11th in the, AS. that's just crazy. Cause I think we we're like interested in him. You know what I mean? But like, he's 11th. That's nuts. I mean, like, and to your point, Brandon, like if you'd put him ahead of Russell or, um Tua, I guess like you're talking about mm-hmm. his ceiling is ninth, but we'd still mm-hmm. take the over on eight and a half wins. Yeah, I mean, because they've done the series have done more with lesser quarterbacks, I think, than Kenny Pickett for a while now, like for seasons. Here's look at their schedule for a minute here. You know, um, like how quick do you think we can get to nine wins? And if you're even try to be harsh about it, 49ers week one in Pittsburgh, win or loss. I think I mean I I don't Gotta do it quick. I don't doubt the Niners, but like the Niners have like those early season hiccups. Give it, give it like, to I'll the Niners. Give, I'll give Pittsburgh okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. So giving it to the Steelers. Okay. One Browns week two in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's two Raiders in Las Vegas. Yeah. Okay. So we have them starting three and oh. Then they play <laughs> in Houston against the Texans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Four. <laughs> they play the Ravens. I think you're going to have them lose. No. Okay. Yeah, that's a loss. Rams after a bye week. That's a win. Yeah, I mean, okay, we have them at five. Jags. Uh, in, I agree uh, with Pittsburgh. you on the over for what it's worth. Steven's the person <laughs> okay. you're having to convince. Not well, me, I'm just so. saying, like, we're already at we. So let's we can just stop there. But you, you know, we have them at halfway through the season. Already, I get five wins. Um, you know, and then like obviously the divisions would be tough to navigate, but they still get the Cardinals. They get the Patriots. They play the Colts. They play. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, like, there's there's a lot of winnable games on their schedule. 
don't forget about uh, Josh Dobbs and the Arizona Cardinals. Like, watch out. Mm. Wow. A former Steeler, Josh Dobbs. I know. The revenge game for him. Little Super Bowl uh, 43 rematch, too. That was one of the weirdest Super Bowls in NFL history. Like, such a great game. Like, there's such two random teams to play such a great game. Um, mm. So, um, okay. So, uh, two of us will take the over on the Steelers. Steven, you're the um, outlier here. But uh, what team are you taking the over under on? I am going to take the over. And, I, I mean, maybe I'm seven on BLG here. But I think I'm going to take the over on the Philadelphia Eagles um, at 11 yeah. and a half. And... <laughs> And, and yeah, like last week you brought up the Chiefs, RJ, and I just feel like the Eagles somehow got better. Um, I, I think they're a better overall football team probably than they were last year. And I know there's people questioning whether or not their defense can can do that again. But when you look at what they did in the draft and what that defensive line is going to be for the rest of the NFL. And as long as Jalen Hurts stays healthy, you know that offense is going to be one of the best offenses in football. And even in a a tough division, and I think their division is going to be a lot tougher this year with the Giants and the Cowboys both getting better seemingly this offseason. Like the Eagles are still just easily the front runner in the NFC. And I don't think anybody else is particularly close if everything falls into place for Philadelphia. How many quarterbacks are better than Jalen Hurts? Like, definitely in the NFC. I mean, definitely there isn't one. I mean, there's right. You know, well, but that's even a... if, but even if you ask that question, like, how many are debatably? Like, mm-hmm. Dak would be a debate, and then like, who sure. who is even a debate? You know what I mean? Like, I, it feels like they're such head and shoulders above the rest of the field. It would have to be like Justin Fields making the leap that Jalen Hurts did. It had to be or, something like that, or, or Stafford Bryce Young lighting to form. it up. Yeah, yeah Stafford Kirk, returning to form. Kirk Cousins like taking a leap as well. Like it'd be something Goff. like that. You're right. Yeah, like, it, right. it's just very. It's not like it's possible, but it's not really likely. And even if some of those, like all of those things, couldn't happen, probably one of those things might happen, but it seems unlikely that a lot of those things would happen. So uh, certainly, yeah. 11 and a half is tough for me. I think I'm like, it's it's a good it's a good line to set because I think I have them like 11 and six. I have them just under that. And I think the division, and I've said this to you, RJ, I think the division is going to be really close. It always is. Um, or it seems like it typically is in a division that is never won by the same team two years in a row. I think it's going to come down to like a tiebreaker between the Eagles and the Cowboys. I think it's a really tight division. I think the Eagles... They did advance in some areas, but, you know, they lost, you know, Chauncey Garner-Johnson. They lost TJ Edwards and Kaiser White. They lost uh, Marcus Epps. They lost some key players. They lost both Javon coordinators. They lost Javon Hargrave. I'm not like – they lost Isaac Samalo. You know, they still have a good offensive line, I think. But still, like, they've lost some key players here, and their depth isn't as good as it used to be. So, um, for as much as they've been able to add, you know, like Jalen Carter, and that's really exciting, and Nolan Smith. Those guys are also rookies, and I think their impact, you know, can only be felt so much. So – um, I think, uh, again, I, I like them and I feel incredibly good about them making the playoffs, but you know, I think there's some inevitable regression just based on <laughs> leading the, the NFL in sacks at like a historical pace last year, being, becoming the first team ever to have four pass rushers with double digit sacks. Like there's just some kind of regression coming for them. And I don't think it's going to be to the point where they're a bad team. Um, but I think it's only kind of human nature too to, you know, uh, have some level of complacency and uh you know that might manifest early in the season maybe it's a slow start maybe they figure it out by the end of the year but um or maybe other way around it's you know they went through such a long season they kind of feel the effects of that later in the season um 
and you know again 22 of 22 starters healthy in the super bowl they're just <laughs> they're not going to be as healthy as that probably this year so i think they're going to take a you know what they won 14 games last year it's tough for me to say you know they're going to do anything like that again i would i'd probably have them like 11 and 6 like i said yeah um i think um like i, I know you you're not as um knee deep in the like sludge that is like cowboys eagles twitter steven but like you can't like have this conversation in a reasonable way like i think i'm gonna lean the under here but like i don't think they're they'll be a bad team like you you can you can fall under this and still be a playoff team like um i mean and you know brandon and i talk a lot about on the nsc's mixtape um which you guys are super big thieves of or thieves of um uh yeah about um about the lack of a repeat winner in the division since 2004 and mm. that means nothing but like it's also 20 years like it doesn't mean it's, nothing it's, like that's that mean, something it, well like that's that's what i always say like it means nothing but it's, it's it's like an interesting thing and 2004 was also the last time that the eagles uh hit the over on 11 and a half wins in a single season now to be fair there's a 17th game involved now um sure. but brandon i don't I'm, i don't know if you saw this Stephen, but i saw this tweet floating around that was like uh, it was like some Eagles fan saying, like, um, they were like, oh, back in 2018, the Eagles had just went gone to the Super Bowl and had a head coach that I believed in, and everything was perfect, and there was no way that anything was going to, like, be right. bad ever again, and it all fell apart, like, immediately. Um, and so I think, again, like, the Eagles are a great team. Like, there's there's yeah. no denying that, but, like, I do think some of the shine will wear off. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. case that last year was literally the greatest season in Philadelphia Eagles franchise history. Yeah. Obviously, they, they fell, you know, just shy of, of, you know, adding the ultimate thing to it. But um, so, yeah, I, I think regression is inevitable, but I, I do think they'll be a very good team. I, where I would really struggle is if you told me the over-under on wins between the Eagles and Cowboys was, say, 22 and a half. Then, mm-hmm. I, then I might take the over because I, I think that that – that it will balance between the two of them. I, I don't believe as much in the giants. I think Brandon and I are simpatico on that. Um, but yeah, I, I think 11 and six, maybe 10 and seven, and there's still a playoff team. Like, you know, I, I think that that's kind of where I feel the Eagles mm-hmm. might fall this year. Yeah. I think no back-to-back division winners for two decades is pretty astounding. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, and, and you know, there, there are some concerns with the Eagles, like their coaching staff got gutted this off season because they were so good last season. And so there's a lot of new things that you have to work in, but you assume that they've got a great enough roster that they're going to be able to be right back there and right back in the mix. And the injury thing, like that's probably going to regress. Like those things just tend to happen. And you know, the Chiefs got pretty lucky with some injuries last season too, and they've got a bunch of injuries coming out of training camp right now. Like it's already not looking good for them. So that's definitely a concern. I'm just I'm a believer in, in Jalen Hurts and the offensive talent and the pass rush and all of that. So I, I think they're going to be right back there. Last thing I'll say on that, you mentioned offensive talent. That's absolutely a reason to believe in this team. I mean, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith have been, like, awesome in training camp. And that's not a surprise. We already know they're really good. But, like, I mean, they might be even better somehow, or at least in terms – if not statistically, just in terms of, like, the eye test. Like, they're – and Dallas Goddard's there too, by the way. And he (laughs) he almost gets overshined by those two receivers. So, yeah, that's absolutely a reason to believe in them. Um. My next one is hard. Like I, I, or my first one, I guess is, is hard. It's, it's hard for me. Um, and I, I will say, uh, BLG, you brought up, I think before we started recording, um, I mentioned Madden with the Jaguars last week. I mm-hmm. had said that I was going to be the, uh, the Seahawks on my Madden franchise with my cousin, mm. uh, this year. 
I've turned an about face. Um, wow. I'm going, going back to a familiar spot. I'm going with the bears. Some of that's like the dogs <laughs> in my life. Uh, but anyway, um, I also, and I was super bummed about the JSN thing this week. Like that was just all injuries are such a bummer. You have to say year. the context for your dogs, by the way. I don't think you told uh, we got it. Well, I, I feel like that context was obvious. <laughs> like I said, dogs, my, 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 we got a, another dog and we named her lady. Yeah, you didn't, t- did you explain that to the listeners? Well, I, I mean, I thought it was obvious. Like the fact that I said dogs, that obvious? Like the fact that it was, well, the fact that it was plural oh. was like, that was the obvious. Well, element. maybe someone didn't, you know. We got a second that. dog on Thursday night. Her name is Lady Bear. So we have Bear and Lady Bear now. So oh. I, if I was anybody but the Bears in my Madden franchise, like I, it'd be a tough scene for me in my household. But well, I thought I, I thought you were saying you thought it was obvious that you named both of your dogs Bear. <laughs> and Lady Bear yeah, you know, because you picked the Bears and Matt. No, no, it's the other way around. So we named her Lady Bear to go along with Bear to have like the pair now um it's a, it's awkward that that word rhymes with this and so now that i'm in the process of picking a madden team i can't not pick the bears you know what i mean like i uh, what kind of dog dad would i be mm. um but anyway um so i'm i'm kind of jumping off the seahawks bandwagon a little bit and that's kind mm. of like timed up with my football feelings about them um so the over under on seattle is nine and a half do either of you know how many games seattle won last year it's like 10 in a year where i think we all agree they overachieved to a degree they were under. They won nine games last year. And I think we agree mm. that last year they kind of held it together. Um, I just don't know that I I'm I'm I said this last week about the Dolphins to Steven. Like I'm fine being wrong here. You know what I mean? Like there are certain things that I, I don't want to be wrong about, like I'd rather bet on or whatever. Like I'm fine being on the wrong side of this and not believing. Uh, do we believe in, in Geno Smith doing it again? Like to the same degree, e- even with the acquisition or the drafting of JSN, maybe, but like their wins last year. They, they reached nine wins with a week 18 hmm. overtime win against the Rams. And I, I think we all think the Rams are going to be awful this year. But, I mean, still, like, those things will regress or, you know, level out. They swept L.A. last year. Like, do we think that's really happening? If we do the schedule game, so their goal is to get to 10 wins for Seattle. They've got the Rams in week one. I'm going to say win. Yes. Okay. Win. They've got they got the Lions in week two. I don't know if you all know this. The Lions are supposed to be good this Loss. year. Loss. Okay. Yeah. Um, they've got the Panthers in week three. Win. Okay. Win. The Giants. Win. Okay. Bengals. Loss. Loss. Cardinals. Win. Browns. Win. Ravens. Loss. Loss. Commanders. Win. What about Sam Howell? I mean, uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, the second Rams game. Win. Win. So you think they sweep him again? Okay. San Francisco. Yep. They'll, they'll split with the 49ers. I'll give them this one. For, for what it's worth, they play them twice in three weeks. They, they have a three-week stretch for it. San Francisco at Dallas at San Francisco. They win one of those two. They split. Yeah. So I'll give them a win here. Okay. Uh, Philly. Uh, loss. At yeah. Tennessee. Win. Win. Um, Pittsburgh. Loss. At Arizona. Win. That's 10 exactly. Yeah. I have them 10. Yep. That's But that's like... That's given them the sweep over the Rams. That's given them a win against the Niners. And maybe they pick one up that we're saying that they lose. Because I agree with you, both of you largely. Like, I think I'm nine and a half is that. I, again, I think they win nine games. Like, I, it's a good, like, well, what a shocker. DraftKings is really good at this. But, like, I, I would take the under. It's, it's the right number for me. But I, I just, I'm fine being burned here. I don't know if either of you agree. I mean, for as much as like we want to say, it's, it's funny how we talk about things like, you know, Jalen Hurts. I don't know. Like, you know, he has this one good season. Can he prove it again? 
I think, you know, there's reason to be optimistic, more optimistic about him. But, like, we say that, and then it's like, Gino's over here, and we're just like, oh, well, Gino's good now. It's like, well, <laughs> well is he? Definitely, like, for sure, if we're going to, like, doubt some of these other people who actually did even better than he did. So if we're talking about regression, I mean, isn't Gino a regression candidate as well? Um, not that I think he sucks. I do think he's better than what he was, you know, prior to, sure. um, like, you know, being rediscovered last year. But I don't know if he's, like, that good again. He might kind of just be a little worse, a little more middle of the road um as opposed to you know good and still better than being like you know terrible and, and going back to being you know thought of as a you know like a joke of a starter and a backup but um you know i, I don't know if he's going to definitely have as good of a season as he did last year but i do like the seahawks upward trajectory you know they had a lot of youth like that was a big driver behind their success last year and i think you know guys like Tariq one um, and the other rookies they play, they have the offensive linemen as well. Like, I think those guys are going to get better. So I think they have room to to go up in that regard because they have young players. It's not like an aging roster. Um, so, yeah, I, I do. It's a tough number. I think you, uh, to your point, RJ, I think you have to lean under because I think, I think 10, 11 maybe is like the, the absolute ceiling. And there might be more room for the downside there. But I would honestly stay away from this line. Yeah, I think it's tough because I want to buy into the Seahawks and I want to buy into this Geno resurgence. And it's it's just weird with the Seahawks because we spent all these years like, oh, Pete Carroll has to go and he's ruining Russell Wilson. And then like you come to find out like, no, Russell Wilson was actually ruining the Seahawks and and they'll actually adapt and build offenses around players because that's what they did with Geno last season. They were like, this is what Geno's good at this is how we're going to build this thing. And they threw the ball a ton and Gino was great last year because they've got explosive weapons in the, in their wide receiver room. And I agree with BLG. I think the defense is going to get better. They got a lot of young players. Um, I don't know. Jamal Adams just got cleared for contact. I don't know if he's ever going to be the same kind of guy, but you know, you're getting him back into the mix now. And then the offensive line, I think is going to get better. I don't know why they keep drafting running backs, <laughs> but they do. And that's just a Pete Carroll thing. And it seems like they got a couple of pretty good running backs too. So it, it's tough. I agree. I think, I think there's absolute ceiling is like 10 wins. Like I, I don't think they're all of a sudden going to go nuts and win like 14 games or something like that. But it feels like this is the right spot. So I can understand why you would want to go uh, a little over or a little under with the Seahawks. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All I heard was that you both thought what I said was fair and sound and true. So 
Um, good for me. Okay, so first round, we went over on the Steelers, even though they didn't qualify based on the rules that we outlined that Brandon listened and obviously understood. Um, we con- Consensus was we went under on the Eagles um, at 11 and a half. It's a big number, but you know, still going to be a good team. And I guess consensus was we're going to go under on the Seahawks at nine and a half. Yes, like you're both you're both so. like fine with that, I guess. Um, okay, yeah. let's go around the bend uh, one more time and then passionate please at the very end. Steven, over, under, who, why? Who do you hate or love? I am going to take the San Francisco 49ers mm. under 10 and a half wins. <laughs> um, it's so I, I just uh, with the 49ers and, you know, Brock Purdy, if he winds up being a baller and being healthy and everything. Great. Super cool story. Great for the 49ers. Totally fumbled the Trey Lance situation, and it still worked out for you because Brock Purdy wound up being your starting quarterback, and he was drafted with the last pick in the NFL draft. But I just have serious questions uh, about this team and the way it's currently constructed. And you know, this is a team that's been on a strong five-year run right now, and these windows don't last forever. And so I'm starting to worry uh, about the window of this team, the way that it's presently constructed. And, you know, Brandon Ayuk is probably headed in the final year in San Francisco. They might bring him back or he might head to free agency. And Debo Samuel, we don't know if Debo can stay healthy. We know he's an elite weapon, but he's struggled to stay healthy his entire career. George Kittle misses games every single year now. And their defense was phenomenal last season and special, but – they're having to rebuild that secondary a little bit and go through some change there. And they lost Amico Ryans, who for two years looked like he was the best defensive coordinator in football. And so now I'm questioning that. And it also seems like if you look at the John Lynch quotes and the Kyle Shanahan quotes and everything around the Trey Lance stuff, like I know the 49ers have been messy for a few years now. But it seems like it's getting messier. Like it, it seems like there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes and disagreements and like people not really getting along very well with San Francisco. And those are all red flags to me uh, about a team that is headed in the wrong direction that had a championship window. They did a lot with it. They made it to a Super Bowl. They made it to multiple NFC championship games. But I think they're at the back end of that window now. And I think they're a prime team to kind of fall apart this season and not hit their over. Steven, you hit the nail on the head. Tell me the 49ers have good vibes. You can't. You just can't do that. You, you can't do that. A, a team that's just complained about losing oh. the NFC Championship game because, and then they, the quarterback thing, and just taking every chance they possibly can. If you to, can leave that out, I will respect this analysis. And then going on, agreeing to a radio show, and then getting asked about your comments, and then leaving early because you got upset about it, like uh, Debo did. It's just, it's not good vibes i think so many people would be like you know the 49ers are if not definitely the second best team in the nfc would be like they're there you know it's it's what are the who are the three best teams in the nfc i think most people would say the eagles the cowboys in some order eagles cowboys and the 49ers i think most people would say that um but it's like and you, you have to there is some level of benefit of the doubt that kyle shanahan has earned given the 49ers success and the the talent that they have there in san francisco but, like, isn't that going to fall through at some point? Don't you think it might? Brock Purdy did good last year, for sure. But, like, do you really buy in that? Again, like, we're talking about, like, doubting better players than him. Like, again, someone like Jalen Hurts regressing. What what does it look like when Brock Purdy regresses? Like, I, I, I'm not excited to see that. And not only is the regression a factor, but also coming off 
a significant injury. And the fact that, according to all reports, there hasn't he hasn't looked like amazing in training camp or anything. There hasn't been this great separation between the three quarterbacks that they have there. So, um, yeah, not buying the 49ers. I do think that Javon Hargrave is a really, really nice addition for them. He's great. I think he's going to make an already good defensive line even more annoying. I think they're going to be, you know, they're going to they're going to be a team with a winning record, I believe, but 10 and a half's a lot to just assume they're going to get to that. I think they're going to be right under there around 10. Hey dad, for coming into frame. Thanks. Shout out to dad. Thanks. Um <laughs> forgot he was here. Ask him uh, how the cafe was. Dad, how was the cafe? Good. They can't hear you. I have to I'm on, I'm on we, the microphone, so I have you to know the microphone picks up other noises like besides <laughs> you, so we can hear Yeah, you. but I mean like not like loud. So he said it's good. He liked it. Good. Um Dad, do you, would you take the over or under on 49ers winning 10 and a half games this year? Do you think they're going to win f- more than 10 or fewer than 10? I would say fewer than 10. Dad says fewer than 10. Uh, so there you go. He's also been around you and hearing the entire thing that you've been saying for the last. <laughs> well, I don't. Years, yeah, but minutes. not every, not everyone. I don't know. I can't tell how good the audio is from where you are. No, I'm saying he's in the room with you. Like he's obviously sure. been listening to your, you know, spiel. He's your son or you're his son. So like, he's going to like support you. I mean, like I'm yeah, not doubting other his, things. I'm not doubting Mr. Gunn's analysis. Look, Mr. Gunn's a friend of mine. So like, I'm not doubting his analysis. I'm just saying, you know, let, let's, it might be a little bit biased in this particular case. Um, okay. If you want, if you want someone impartial, uh, truly impartial, I'll jump in here. Um, I think you're both right. Um, I I don't know that I realized I felt this way until you both kind of like, you know, like Stephen, you were this like catalytic moment for me, like you know, sort of like, um, you know, like in the How I Met Your Mother episode where Lily talks about like breaking the glass, like you broke the glass for me on the 49ers, so to speak. Um, I agree. Uh, the vibes thing gets annoying. I think it's dumb to be mad at them for being upset with the way they lost the NFC Championship game, especially considering that. Eagles players have moaned and groaned about the field for nothing but six months as well. Um, it's okay to be mad that you lost an important game, uh, which, you know, the Eagles did, the Niners did. It's fine. Um, but I don't know, like, dynasty is not the right word. I wish we had a word for teams that had these great runs that didn't do anything, like, in, as far as the big picture is concerned. The like 90s staying, Bills, staying well, power. The 90s Bills are a great example, like, the best example, the 70s Vikings, um, the kind of, you know, Alvin Kamara draft class of the Saints, like they were they were this team before, right? Like they had this run and like they had these horrible ends, the Marcus Williams, the Minnesota Miracle thing. Like, you know, they just never, ever, ever truly had it realized. And the Niners are really kind of floating closer and closer and closer to that. Um, I, I mean, I know we all like joke, like, oh, the quarterback doesn't matter. Like at some point it will. Um, and we've right. like a big, a big talking point, like on this episode has been regression, regression, regression. I sent, um, Brandon and stats, uh, this tweet, uh, from Bob Sturm on Thursday and like, Steven, would you not agree that like, we've, we've seen the best football that Brock Purdy will ever play. Like, I mean, that, that sounds ridiculous to say, but like, we've seen it. Um, and the Niners are another year older. They're another year of wear and tear. You're right. George Kittle always misses time. Debo, they can't use Debo Samuel the way they did at kind of the peak of his powers because of that, you know, wear and tear. Like, I'm this is a, a low number for me, but I'm I also like they they do you guys remember how many games they won in 2021? Because I didn't, I just looked it up. So, like, we're talking two last year, they won 13 games. Anybody know off the top of your head, 2021? I'd say like 10. I think that they they had like a late season push, didn't they? After yeah. struggling that season. They won 10 games and then they caught fire in the playoffs. They beat Dallas and went to Green Bay. And like we remembered that part of everything more. But if we're talking, if we're playing the over under game, like they literally hit the under two years ago. And and so like I, I think it's fair. I'm, I'm fine to make this a clean sweep. Can we go through their schedule really quick? Um, okay. At Pittsburgh. 
Um, you already I gave them a loss. Yeah, so you know how I feel. So they lose <laughs> that. We'll say they beat the Rams. They beat the Giants. That's two wins. They beat the Cardinals. They lose to the Cowboys, let's say, although they've, you know, have done well against that but team. It, it would be the most Cowboys thing ever to go, like, win that game in San Francisco in the regular season and, like, pound their chest about it. It's like, oh, they beat us in the playoffs two years in a row, but we beat yeah. them. Yeah, we'll Sunday give them a loss there. We'll go give them a win against the Browns, right? That's four. Vikings, five. I won't oh. give them that win. Okay. It's in Minnesota for what it's I, worth. Yeah, I know. Um, Tough Steven, house. How do you feel about that? I think I'd pick the Vikings. Okay. Uh, Bengals, we'll say they lose probably, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, after the bye week, they play in Jacksonville. Do you want to give them a yeah, win it's there? It's a loss. No, okay. I'm, leaning, so we, I'm leaning with Steven. It's a loss. So we only have them at four wins so far. Um, then they play the Bucks. We're going to give, obviously, a win there. Uh, at, in, in Seattle, I think we had the – we basically, I think we all agreed on they split with the Seahawks. So we'll give mm-hmm. them one of these two wins. We'll just say they're at, what, six here. In Philly – their big yeah. revenge game. I, I think they, I think they win that game, kind of the, to the like Cowboys point. Like they, they win it, and then they're like, "See, we told y'all." And then it's like, a, it's a funny thing. Like I'll right. enjoy it at least. That's but. seven. We already talked about the Seahawks. It's a split. That then they get the Cardinals. So eight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they play the Ravens. That's yeah, a loss. Yeah. Okay, so we have them at one. eight, heading into Week 17 against the Commanders. They beat and the he, Commanders. But even if they win both those last two games, that's under. And then Rams. Yeah, yeah. So we have them at 10 at the most. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, their ceiling is like 12 wins, but I'm fine not betting on that. Yeah. I would take the under. Okay. Good job, Steven. Look at you. <laughs> your, your Eagles one kind of like blew up in your face. Like BLG and I are both like, that's dumb. And you messed up. But um, it's not dumb. You know. I think it's just, it's tough. It's, it's very I just, close. It's I, I, didn't ex- I didn't expect to be the most optimistic <laughs> person about the Eagles on this podcast. Um, okay. So uh, that was a big I think number. That was the, I think that was the first one that was a pure and total clean sweep um, that met the qualifier because the Steelers didn't. Um, so that being said, Brandon, who's your second team and why? Um, looking at the list here. Uh, if only um, you had been prepared. Well, if only. Um, you, want me, you want me to go first? You want me to go like, or second, I guess? Because I'm ready. I guess I'll take um, the over on the Saints. I mean, yeah. that, division, that division is just not, it's not a good division, man. Dude, I mean, their schedule is so easy. I mean, the Bucks are pathetic. Um, the I think it's going to take some time for Bryce Young, and who else am I forgetting? The Falcons. Uh, I don't. I don't know. No, I don't fully know what to make of the Falcons. But I'm not buying Desmond Ritter, and I'm not buying Taylor Heineke. So yeah, I mean, I think the Saints have by far and away the best quarterback or the most reliable quarterback. I know Derek Clark, Derek Carr is his faults, but he is like a credible quarterback. And I don't think the other teams necessarily even have that much. Um, Saints still have a good defense. And you mentioned their schedule here. Um, Titans, uh, they get the Packers, they get the Bucks, they get the Patriots, they get the Texans. Uh, they play the Colts, they play the Bears, they play the Vikings, they play the, uh, the Giants. The Rams, yeah, I mean, yes, they can get the over on this. Uh, my take, Stephen, is I think the NFC South will send two teams to the playoffs. I think the Falcons and Saints are both playoff teams. I mean, I, mm. I take them both over. But it's really not like a – they might be the two worst teams in the NFC playoff field when it's all said and done. But, like, their schedules just line up so well. Like, I'd take the over on both of them. I I would take the Saints. I don't buy the Falcons at uh, all. I, I just I have no faith in Desmond Ritter being able to to take that team to the to the postseason at all. 
Um, this is pretty easy. Uh, so I only, only have one question on it. Uh, Brandon, how will you feel if and when the Saints? Because they could, the Saints might be like the two seed. Like you know what I mean? Like because they have they have okay, a Peter sch- King. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like there's their schedule. Like you said it. Like th- it's not hard to get to 12 or 13 wins. Like just looking at their schedule right now. Like we got to play the games and everything. But like that's conceivable just based on how bad everybody else is. So how much will it annoy you? Speaking of, if Peter King tweets out like after week 18 is over like i told y'all last year i mean no that's (laughs) not you can't do that it's not the same thing i think the saints are clearly the best team in the division but you also have to take into account that Derek carr is going to cost you a couple of games so i don't don't think they're going to all of a sudden be the two seed in the nfc but the nfc is kind of bad so when when has Derek carr ever a been on the best team in his division and b been so far and away the best quarterback in his division never no never i mean like and i would argue that if if we look at the gap like the measurement of it the gap between the best quarterback and the second best quarterback is the largest in this division as opposed to any other and that's acknowledging the greatness of patrick mahomes obviously but like justin herbert's really good too like the, Mm -hmm. the gap is so wide here and that seems significant. Yeah, I mean, who is the next best quarterback? You're probably going to say Bryce Young, but maybe, you know, the, if if things click and he looks great right away. But that's a big if. Um, do you have any passionate thoughts on the Saints, Stephen, besides everything we said? Um, no, I mean, just, yeah, I, Bryce Young is the only one that you could say, like, is the second best quarterback in that division. And I, I'm willing to buy into Bryce Young right now that he could be the best quarterback in that division, but it, it's certainly not Baker. I don't think it's Desmond Ritter. And the Saints are in a weird spot, though. Like, they seem like a team that should be re- rebuilding and, mm-hmm. like, and moving forward, and they're still just like, no, we, we see a window here. We're, <laughs> we're a playoff team. We can, we can be frisky, and so we're going to go for it again, even though – I don't think anybody believes the Saints are going to win a Super Bowl or anything, but they're a good enough team to win 10 games, probably. I think the Saints could be this year's Vikings in terms of like a team that just gets, you know, it's hard to predict one score game luck, but I think they could be that kind of team that maybe if they are the two seed, which the Vikings were last year. No, were they? Or the three? I forget with the how that shot cuts. They were the three the, seed. But like they were, they were the two for a while, I think before losing it there. And they even had a chance to get the one before the Eagles ultimately put it away. I think the Saints are could be that kind of team, to your point, RJ. But it's going to be the same kind of thing where it's like no one actually is afraid of them and no one believes in them. Well, and even then, like that's my joke about Peter King. In case anyone doesn't understand, last this a year ago he picked the Saints to be the one seed in the NFC. Like it's even, just insane. But it's not plausible. Even if that did happen, because I think that is at least more plausible now. Even if that did happen this yeah, year, it, it, but it's now. Well, my point is like, even if it, even though it's a, like a year later, my, the reason it would happen now really has nothing. It's not like the Saints have like a roster that's worthy of that. It would be the benefit of the schedule and the circumstances. That's what I'm saying. So, like, it really would almost have like my belief in them, like, as opposed to my belief in other teams, has so much like less to do with the team itself than like, mm. say, my belief in the Chiefs or whoever it may be, if that makes sense. Well, you also have a quarterback who gives you a chance. Again, I'm not like the biggest car guy, but like he doesn't, I don't think it's inconceivable that he could be, you know, a top two seed or whatever. Whereas Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, any of those guys, to give them the, the idea that they could just be the, a one seed quarterback, that's, there's no, there's no good reason to feel that way. 
y'all know we're in for like some way annoying Taysom Hill content this year. Like if the Saints are good and Taysom Hill like has some moments again, like it will be like when when that was at its peak, it was really annoying. And I don't be- understand <laughs> how he still hung around this long <laughs> and is still just been annoying for especially without Sean Payton there too. You know what I mean? Um, it's super he seems like the big Taysom Hill guy. That's true. I mean, it's, it's a, as soon as he gets cut by the Saints, Sean Payton will bring him to Denver. Yep. Um, it's isn't it amazing that the team that Sean Payton wound up coaching was the one that started a receiver at quarterback and like given his taste in Hill love. So against um, his team, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. Uh, he was so inspired. Okay. Um, are we ready for my last one? And then we can kind of throw out like final passionate pleas or whatever. Um, I don't want to do this to be very clear, but the rest of the list is like, I also don't want to like take the Cowboys. Like I don't want to do anything like boring or whatever. Um, although this is super chalk. The Jets are only at nine and a half. Um, mm. Now I'm not, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan and I'm certainly not the biggest Aaron Rodgers believer right now, but I have such a hard time seeing fewer. Th- I, I don't believe in the bills. That's a big part of this. Like mm. I believe in, in a step back there and all they got to do is reach double digit wins. Like if we go through there, like mm. we all agree they'll be better. And I think I hate the take of like, Oh, the defense will be the same and the defense will be fine. And all, all the offense has to do is just be better than like, like no, like that's not no. how this works. But like their defense is very, very good. Like it's, it's conceivable that they will be good again. Um, and the offense will certainly be better. Um, and so 10 wins for the jets. If we do like Buffalo and at Dallas, those are their first two mm. games. Oh, and two. Steven. Uh, I think they'll get one. Okay, oh, wait. Yeah, one. they'll beat the Cowboys. Never mind. They always they, Rogers always does. If they're 0 and 2, though, um, and a loss, and it's Aaron Rodgers' first loss ever against the Cowboys, like that would like that would be a really, <laughs> really fun way to send them to 0 and 2. Um, but so fine, let's call it one and one. New England win, win. Okay, Kansas City loss, loss. at Denver win, Philly. Uh, loss. they've never beaten the Eagles, loss. The, the, oh, I did know that. The Jets, Jets as a have franchise never have beaten never the beaten. Eagles. And they're like 0 and 12 or something. That would be so funny if, if he lost to the Cowboys for the first time and then they beat the Eagles for the first That would just be really funny. Okay, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> at the Giants, the MetLife Bowl. Eagles. What? Yep, I'm thinking <laughs> the Eagles. Uh, so we both think though, we all think they'll beat the Giants. By the way, did you guys see Victor Cruz um, had a, a quote that was like, the Jets will be better, but New York is a Giants town. Is there like, I don't live on the East Coast, but is there like a thing? Like, is this like, like, are people like passionate about this? Like, there's no Giants <laughs> town. New York City is not like, <laughs> no, that's not how New York City works. Um, so we gave them the Giants. That's for the Chargers. Uh, mm. I'll give it to the Jets. Yeah. Okay. So we're at but, five no. at the Raiders. When? Okay. Jets. At the Bills. Lost. They're gonna. I don't think they get swept by the Bills. Split. Okay, yeah, so fine. We'll give, we'll give them that one. Um, Atlanta. Well, you skipped over Dolphins, right? Oh yeah, Dolphins. My bad. Um, they beat the Dolphins once. Once. Okay, Atlanta. They beat the Falcons. That's already the, nine. So all they have to yeah. do is win one more game, and the non-Dolphins ones are Houston, Washington. Yeah, and Cleveland they got it. Game. They've got it. They've got the over. Boom. Yeah. Why are they doing this exercise? I'm just. <laughs> Go ahead. Right. Well, and I, I, I kind of agree with you, and I, I'm skeptical about Rodgers too. Like, I'm not totally sold that he's got this like far to the Vikings right. like 
last year MVP caliber season and him to try to go win a Super Bowl. But it's the Jets defense. And yeah, defense is hard to project year over year. But that's an ascending defense. Like we saw how good they were last year and they're better this year. Like their, their pass rush is going to be a huge problem. Like their pass rush is five guys deep and their secondary is going to be better. Like I'm totally confident that the jets defense is going to be like a top five defense. And then as long as Rogers is serviceable and better than Zach Wilson last year on offense, they're going to easily get to that total. And Wilson was terrible. Like just like, like dreadful, like literally like the worst quarterback kind of bad. And to go from that to anything better is significant. It's a huge upgrade. And Rodgers could potentially be really good. He could be. Right. Couldn't Aaron Rodgers be the MVP this year? That's not insane. I would. I don't think it's the most likely option. But like, is that a ceiling for him? I think so. Yeah. I think that's a ceiling. A guy who just won oh, yeah. it the past two years before last year. So like, I can't rule it out. I know. I think people want to lean towards bad vibes for the Jets and the Rodgers thing, and I get it. I think that's. I get where that energy is coming from. I don't think enough people are allowing for the possibility that he could just be like awesome and they could dominate. It's he, he is getting Randall Cobb too much playing time right now. Though. Randall Cobb's been getting a lot of run with the ones according to Jets beat reporters. So we're all taking the over here, even though RJ's yeah. not a solid guy. Yeah. Um, I did want to, um, Brandon and I actually didn't record the NFC's mixtape this week, but I didn't want to complain about something or point something out. Um, so have either of you seen all of, or some of hard knocks to this point? No, uh, I watched the first episode. I have not watched it. I've had no so, time. So you've seen the first one, Stephen. So Brandon, this is all new information for you. Uh, Stephen, do you recall in the first episode, Salah talked about um, about crows? Uh, how crows um, is a crow is the only animal that, with the like audacity to attack an eagle. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, yeah. Brandon, like from yeah. a nature perspective. Wow. And so, like <laughs> the way the eagles combat this, like in nature, is they fly very high, and <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. like the crows like fall off and die. Or whatever. Yeah um and so he was like let's be like the eagles let's let's like fly so high and ignore and my thought was like like again it was really like cheesy but i was like well like it would be just as cheesy but it would be one percent less if nick sirianni gave this kind of speech right because you Mm. you are the eagles right like that's you know again it would be super lame but again at least there's like a tie-in to like who you are as a team so that was episode Mm. one um this past week was episode three uh, and and don't forget that they play the NFC East this year. The Jets do. So, like, they're a team on their radar. So, like, you're actually the Crows here in this situation. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so, on Tuesday, uh, Robert Sala had this, like, PowerPoint. I don't know if any if you saw any of this on, on social media, either of you. Um, and it was the, like, four elements of being a competitor. And the so there are, like, four, I guess, like, pri- or, like, rising ranks of it. And the bottom one is survivors. And survivors are people who, like, are just along for the ride. Um, and I forgot what the second one is, but the third one is also called competitor. So there's like a competitor level within the four like levels of being a competitor, but the top one, the final one, the like ultimate competitor is called a commander and they bring like everyone with them. What is going on here? That's another (laughs) team in the NFL. In the NFC East. Yeah, and a team that they play. So it's like, dude, come up with all the, like, motivational things you want, but, like, do something. Like, you're you're the Jets. We need (laughs) to be bigger. We need to be, like, giants. I'm changing changing my pick now. I found it so ridiculous that twice in a three-week span he has used mascots within, like, that are literally on their schedule this year. To be like points of inspiration for them. It was so weird. 
We need to love our country. We need to be good they're, patriots. They're also, I don't know if they've continued this, RJ, but in the first episode, they were really pushing positive image of Nathaniel Hackett and the impact mm. that he has on the offense. He's had a glow up. Like they, um, he had a scene this past episode where uh, so Brees Hall made his debut this episode and he obviously was, you know, uh, participating, which was really cool to see. And like, that's part of what makes him really good. Um, but he was like joking around. He was like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Nathaniel Hackett. I'm one of the coaches here. And it was like, ah, he's a goofy guy. I will say <laughs> if he um, if he really is this like big of a goofball in a good way, I could see that maybe not being the best head coach sort of like you know role like that not necessarily you know working when you're the dude in charge of everything maybe you know some people just aren't cut out for that i, I agree with that and i don't know like whatever if he's a good offensive coordinator or not but i think what we do know is he makes aaron Rodgers happy and i think there's value in that alone the fact that aaron Rodgers is going to be motivated and happy to play for an offensive coordinator i think that it has value um yeah, I just wanted to say the Eagles commanders thing. Like, I swear, if he if next week he hypes up the Giants or Cowboys, like I'm gonna <laughs> lose it. So, uh, but yeah, uh, so we're taking the over on the Jets. Look at us. Um, okay, do we have any passionate pleas? That's the third time I've said that phrase on this episode. Yeah, I don't know what you mean by that. Well, like anything that you're like, okay, we we each went around, we went around twice. Everybody got to say something, but like I have to make sure I say this before the episode ends. Like I have to make sure I say I like this over or this under. I don't have a passionate please, but I have a passionate <laughs> thank you. You have a passionate thing. Are you going to thank us? Is yeah, that... <laughs> it's a little pun for you. Was that was that it? Uh, okay. How is that a pun? Because you're saying P L E A S. I'm saying P L E. There's an E S E. Oh no, I guess I am saying that. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have to explain the joke, it's really good <laughs> if you have to do that. Yeah. Um, Stephen, do you have a passionate plea? <clears throat> Um, I don't think so. Final okay. week of preseason. I'm ready for football. These are there the ones we, we didn't touch. So let's just kind of hit them quickly. Bengals over under 10 and a half. Over. Over. I'm, I'm inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt as well. Um, okay. Over Cowboys 10 and a half. Over. Over. Damn it. I'm so scared to believe. Uh, but I agree with you both. Uh, Jaguars 10 and a half. Over. Over. I don't know. I'm that's I'm a little I'm fine. Like that's one of those like I'm fine being wrong. Um, but I mean you two voted over. So Dougie P, baby. Dougie P yeah. always hits the over. Confident in Dougie P. Uh Chargers, nine and a half. <laughs> under. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go Just under a team that has not earned the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I'm gonna go under. I've uh, prove me wrong. I've been, I'd love I've, been, it. I've been I've been chasing the Chargers over for years. Yeah. I'm not doing it again. So y'all, that's that's they're in y'all's category of like you're fine being wrong on them. Like you're you're fine right. like not right. believing and like oh look they did it cool. They, I just they've not you know, earned it. They've done yeah. nothing to earn it. Um, I think I agree with you. If they if they hit the under, is Brandon Staley out? Like are we are we, are we willing to like make that kind yeah. of statement? I mean, he has to be. You can't um, have Justin Herbert and keep losing this way. Yeah, exactly. Let's how funny would it be? Everybody thought that Kellen Moore was like the future head coach of the Cowboys because of his role. Like, how funny would it be if Brandon Staley's out and Kellen Moore is the head coach of the Chargers? I think that's very possible. Wow. Yeah. Um, Especially if Herbert's numbers just skyrocket this season. Right. (laughs) figure out that, like, oh, you were trotting Justin Herbert out there with that dude for years (laughs) who wasn't letting him excel. Mm hmm. Um, that's actually our last one. So let's do the schedule game for the Chargers real quick because we're all taking them under here. So not again, they're not hitting double. You didn't do here. the Ravens, did you? Because you have that in here too. Um, you didn't mention them. I thought we did that last week. Um, I could no, be it's on this okay. list. Ravens uh, are a ten and a half. 
I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over, too. Steelers will be a better yeah. team than the Ravens this year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, uh, Steven, that. did you know that a long time ago, the Steelers and the Eagles had to form one team together? And that they call themselves the Steagles. Steven, don't say it. Don't say anything. <laughs> just keep going. Just let it, just let it roll. Uh, okay. Uh, the Chargers, really quickly. Uh, Miami, week one. No. Loss. This is for wait, who? This is for the Chargers? Yeah. So Miami, week one for the Chargers. Uh, loss. Man, that'd be hilarious if they lost. And then they're like, and if Tua went off, like that would be so funny. I'm really almost rooting for that. Um, at Tennessee. Win. Win. Okay. At Minnesota win yeah i think they'll win i think y'all are both wrong whatever uh vegas win win dallas after the box loss. loss at kansas city loss loss chicago win yeah at the jets win uh, loss loss detroit win yeah win at green bay win Win. Baltimore. Loss. Loss. Ooh, at New England. Win. Yeah. Denver. I missed seven. Win. Yeah, win. Okay, so they just need two more to hit the over. Uh, at, at Vegas. Loss. <laughs> <laughs> Steven. Uh, loss. Fine. Let's let's just roll with it. Buffalo. Loss. loss. At Denver. Loss. Loss. They're not losing all three of those games in a row. But um, <laughs> I think they're not. It's the Chargers. They, they could absolutely collapse. They might win that one. The Chiefs, too, because yeah, they always and, play the Chiefs really close. But that, that Chiefs game in week eight, or excuse me, week 19 is home for them, and it's week 19 or week 18, mm. whatever. Um, and it could be insignificant for the Chiefs. Like, if history yeah. is any indication, you know, like that, that might be what lends to them hitting the over, which would be, you know, frustrating for a lot of people. But I mean, they're right there. I mean, and that's because y'all gave them wins against um, the Vikings, the Bears. Like, those are kind of touch and go ones, you know what I mean? Depending on, you know, if this or that takes off in yeah. 2023. So the, the um, Lions matchup could right. be like a total toss up when we get there. The Lions right. vibes are. Oh, actually, uh, Stephen and I agreed on the under on the Lions last week. Brandon, can we get your your two cents here? Um, I do think there's a little bit too much Lions positivity going on, but I also don't love the other teams in that division. So I think there might be some by default they can just they can do it. So we call that a Saints bump. Um, yeah. That, so. Um. Okay. Let's get out of here. But before we do, uh, one non-football thing could be anything you want. Because it's TGI football, but it's also TGI Friday. So any anything that's on your heart or in your mind or in your soul um, that isn't about football. Steven, you go first. Poor favor. Um, I am hopeful to go see this new movie, Bottoms, this weekend. Uh, it looks like it's going to be really funny. I'm excited about it. You want to tell us the plot? Or, I mean, like... No. <laughs> uh, it, it's like a, I think it's like a high school, like, girls fight club kind of, like, dark comedy. But it's supposed to be really good. I'm excited about it. Okay. What's your your big movie person, Steven? Like, are you a snacker? Like at the movies? Like, no, I usually don't eat anything at the movies. I just like going to the movies. I try to go like once a week, but don't always wow. have. Okay, that was good. That was a good non-football thing. A plus. Happy birthday to my friend Jess. Turned twenty eight this week. Shout out Jess. Going to Dave and Buster's tonight to have fun and celebrate. Um, you're gonna eat a slice of pizza? Uh, I don't know. I might not get food there. It's probably just play the games. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, thanks for letting us know like the intricate <laughs> details of your plan. Um, but uh, that was a good non-football thing too. A minus. Because um, we don't know your your food plans. Steven gave us his food plans. Um, so um, I got a new dog. That's my non-football thing. Yeah. Lady Bear. Lady Bear. That's right. Um, let's leave. We should, um, we should always sign off with TGIF, in my opinion. Okay. You say it then. TGIF. Steven, now you say it. TGIF. I don't think we have to do it like this. This is bizarre. Okay. Well, I'm not going to say it. So at least you both said it. So I'm just going to end it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think the TGIF is like the zap. It's just like whoever says it first, the show is over. TGIF. TGIF.